0: to death that nefesh it's wrong about literally everything
1: i'm ready to cut loose myself the christian experience has to be sacrificed
0: Mm. you have to have that soldier attitude i don't care what they think i'm here to obey the apostolic commandment i want to fulfill god's will for my life
1: which is the favor that jesus had from his father by being perfect Welcome. Thank you for watching RLM TV. Amen. God bless you. The Lord has shown me a vision before starting tonight that people are in the valley. Now, we stand at the edge of the valley of the shadow of death, and those who make it through the valley will live a life few have ever experienced. This is the life of the mountain. I want you to understand a little bit more deeply the valley the enemy's mountains and the mountain of the lord because there's a lot going on there and it is accurate to what exists in the invisible realm that rules the natural realm the valley of the shadow of the death of death is the earth old earth okay that's where you're born of the flesh that's also where you're you're born again your body is still in that realm And even though your spirit's recreated, you have to overcome the world as it's written. Blessed are they who overcome. So where the majority of people are, over 99% of born-again spirit-filled believers in the entire universe is in the valley. So this is the generation that conquers the valley. In order to conquer the valley, you must understand what rules over the valley. It's called the shadow of death. Why? Because it's death's shadow. Death is an angel named Satan. The fallen angels are in seven mountains. As is written in Jude, they're already bound in everlasting chains. Those everlasting chains are the seven mountains. Truth anyhow. Those seven mountains, also known in Obadiah 1 as Mount Esau, It's the mountain of the fallen angels that rules over the valley of the shadow of death. So you're going to be dealing with the entire human nature, the entire curse of the fall, uh, all of your shortcomings and failures, all of your unbelief and doubt, all your rebellion and lust, all your pride and selfish and stubborn knowledge. All of that called the sinful nature is simply the dust of the valley it's ruled over by all the fallen angels now you have jesus so there's hope there's always hope the issue is you have to keep walking through the valley a lot of people are becoming discouraged because they expect to be on the mountaintop by now listen anna roundtree perhaps one of the greatest prophets of our generation testifies in her newest book the warrior king it took her 20 years to go from a worldly Christian to a spiritual Christian. That's exactly how long it took that prophetess to go from worldliness to holiness. 20 years. So all that frustration is your immaturity, wanting the things of God, and not understanding the process and the sanctification and what goes into the training. Wisdom that you need imparted into you is desiring the training, desiring the school. What is written, Jesus Christ, John 17, do not take them out of the world, right? But raise them up in it. That's what Christ prayed for to his father in the high Priest prayer of John 17. I'm not praying that you take them out of the world. Therefore, we will remain and learn how to overcome in the world. So it's foolishness to not understand the process of remaining and overcoming We need to get all of that foolish frustration and all of that stuff out of us because that's the demons really trying to discourage you Mm -hmm. to stop the process of the training that is required for everyone in the valley
0: that's like ripping a seedling out of the ground before you see it sprout up in the spring it's been a few days it's been a few weeks and you don't see anything where's the fruit uh you know what kind of farmer you would literally call this farmer insane. If they ran out to their fields and start digging up the dirt, where is it? Where is it? Mm. You know, honey, that's not how it works, you know. Let's how do you know how to farm? You would watch somebody else who knows how to be a farmer. You might study you go people go to school, you know to be farmers. Sometimes they'll learn there's an education. Like 4 know. H, yeah. you know. You learn, you have to be educated because if you don't at least know the basics of seed time and harvest. You're going to freak out when you wonder, where's my really tall tree? But all you have is a mustard seed, and then that, you don't even know what happened to your mustard seed because you can't see it anymore. Yeah. The faith that you once thought you had, looks like it's gone, where is it? It's dead, what does that mean? It's good that it's dead. What do you mean, my faith is dead? I need my faith, where'd it go? Give it back, and you're ripping up the dirt to grab that, Give my. I want my mustard seed back ministries. What are you gonna do with that? Gnaw on it, crunch it. You know? <laughs> what are you gonna do with it? Like pick your nose with it, put it in there. It looks kind of like a booger. It's like some you know. <laughs> what are you gonna do with it? You're gonna let it die, and you're gonna put it inside the earthen vessel in Malkut. So, do we have? I think we have the mountain ranges. I was seeing the mountain ranges picture because it's exactly what Brandon was describing to you. So. On the left-hand side, you have there the mountains of Satan's kingdom, and that's detailed in the book of Enoch. And on the right-hand side, you have the holy seven mountains of God, and then that goes on for eternities of eternities, ages upon ages. You know, God, he goes on forever and ever. Amen. So, the one on the right, that's holy. The one on the left, that's evil. So, where's the valley? The valley of the decision... Or the old earth that Brandon was talking about is that, see a little space in between the two mountains? There's a little gap there in between. That's the valley. That's what Rick Joyner was talking about in his books. The valley, that's where Enoch and Elijah gave them instruction. So what does that mean? You have to learn from Elijah and you have to learn from Enoch. How to get to the mountain of God. So a lot of people think, well, I'm born again. You were born again in the valley, there in the middle. So a lot of people think, well, I was born again, I'm on the mountain of God. No, you're not actually on the mountain of God. The kingdom of God, the Malkut, is inside you. But here's the problem. When you came to earth, your spirit was dormant, essentially dead, a seed buried in the earthen vessel, in the earth, that would be coming alive when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That regenerates your spirit. Now, the problem is when people are born again, they don't grow their spirit. They don't feed their spirit. They're not there. There's not many mothers. You don't have many mothers. You don't have many fathers, got a lot of teachers, a lot of people out there talking about information, but there's not a lot of people who are presenting that process and enabling the glorification process of your spirit, which is the glorification of the word of God in your spirit, which causes the transformation or the transfiguration of your spirit. And so first, before that, you have to grow. So that part in the middle that we looked at, that's where you land on the earth. Everybody lands in the Valley of Decision. Now you get to decide. You want to go over here? You want to go over here? And we saw that that part in the middle in that picture. When people make decisions for sin, they go more towards Satan's side. When they make decisions for righteousness, holiness, you're resisting, you go more towards God's kingdom. But what did Jesus say was the key? The Malkut of Heaven is within you. So when you're a born-again believer, you're still in the valley of decision. You're not standing on the mountain of God, even though it's a nice song. You can sing those songs, and it's good to sing those songs. It doesn't really have the substance of the meaning of it. You're not walking in it. Why, will, why, why would God leave me in the valley? When you're born again, you have to go through the journey. Even though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. When you walk through the valley, you decide which mountain you're going to go to everybody has a chance. Everybody has a choice. That's why in the apostolic pastoring of uh, the churches in the New Testament, the epistles, uh, the gospels, you know, all those things that they're giving, especially with Paul and his uh, epistles, you know, in the other epistles as well, you know, Peter, there's, I was listening to Peter today. It was so good. You know, James, amazing. We we're listening to the Bible today. it's just great. You listen to the Bible every day and it's gonna help feed your spirit and keep you awake and alive and energized. It, said, it says by Christian energy, what's Christian energy? Is that what powers a Tesla? No, <laughs> it's, you know, Christian energy is that inner working of the Holy Ghost to empower you by grace to make the right decisions and have energy to do the things that you need to do. So if you're lacking an energy to do what you're supposed to do, it's a lack of grace, which is a lack of Christian energy. But those things aside, being in the Valley, What is the valley? That means even though you're born again, that part of you that grew up, that's just the flesh. It's just the self, which means what your entire life and even your Christian life that you spent growing and learning, whether it was secular or Christian, any of your growing and learning in your time in life where you developed just the nefesh in the flesh, the nefesh in the blood, and you lived that life. Again, whether it's Christian or secular, it's all... Flesh, if you stay in the flesh, some people start out in the spirit, born again, go right back to the flesh. Why? Religion. Religion, rebellion. Religion, rebellion. And so what happens is people spend most of their lives in the valley, not making progress towards the mountain. So what are you going to do about it? Grow your spirit. Find the Malkut. He said, Seek first the kingdom. He said, Seek first the Malkut and righteousness, which means the Malkut and get to Tiferet. It's a sod, get to Tiferet. Do that first. Why? Because then you'll be on the mountain of God and all your spiritual progress from then on will be spiritually upward and onward unto uh, eternal life. Here's the thing. If you try to attribute the things of God, and maybe we can look at that picture one more time. When you're in the valley and you're growing there, most of your personality Your life experiences, even the miracles, signs, and wonders you experience, are mainly attributed to the shadow of your flesh. The old life. You have to lose your life to find it, which means the new creature, your new creation, your regenerated spirit in Christ, is the only one that's going to survive going up ten weeks of circumcision. (laughs) That means it's gonna die, it's not going to exist anymore. So, A lot of times you'll feel negative emotions as you're confronting that. Sometimes you'll feel those come to the surface. What is it? It's the animal nature dying. It dies, it doesn't get to live. Right? Your thoughts, emotions, feelings, and your consciousness is going to be in the spirit, the mind of Christ. Your identity in the eternal nature, the divine nature being formed in your spirit, your inner man. So you have to get out of your head and out of your heart of your own nefesh, and put it to death, literally, that's how you walk on the mountain on that right side. That's how you go up. That's how you find malkut of holiness.
1: That's how you lose your shadow. Yep. No one in heaven has a shadow. So, reflecting the glory of God, this is the new creature, which is shadowless, as is written, in God, who has no shadows, no shadow of turning, It is written in James. So what is the shadow? The shadow man is what's being dealt with every circumcision of heart, every level of glory. Going from glory to glory is the progressive uh, removing of the shadow man, which is the old man of Adam and Eve. So having begun in the spirit, which is the shadowless nature of Christ, would you try to finish in the shadow realm? Of your natural man, your natural thinking, the carnal mind that wars against the spirit, the shadowless. So you can find in scripture, very biblically, it's shadows versus glory. And all of the wrestling of getting the believer sanctified from Matthew to Revelation. Now, we need to learn how to side with the shadowless one, the father of glory. And allow those shadows that we cling to, when a person gets bewitched and incarcerated in the realm of the natural, in the valley of the shadow of death, it's because they've yielded their senses to the false identity of the shadow man, Mm -hmm. and they're no longer making progress in Christ against those shadows. That's why it's written they settle for complacent satisfaction. Mm -hmm. All the foundations of the earth, the realm of shadows, is out of order. Mm -hmm. Psalms 82, it is written. So we need to wage the good Christian warfare, which is simply the inner man going after a greater light. And I have found speaking in tongues, prayer, fasting, these things, the study of the word, are all exercises of faith that allow the light of the born-again creature to increase in glory. So as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're clinging to Mount Zion. There are two mountains, just as we showed you. One is Mount Esau, and the other is Mount Zion. So in order for Zion to rule over Esau, Obadiah 121 It requires a people rising in shadowless glory. Now the shadow is the place where there is no cross. That's the self. That's self consciousness and the identity with the Adamic and the Eve nature, which is where everyone's at. As soon as you're born again, does your entire consciousness shift now to Jesus on the throne, emanating glory? No, you begin to deal with self. You begin the sanctification after salvation. Sadly, very few fully embrace that process. That's why you have so few disciples. Most just cling to the old shadow man and then have belief systems about Jesus. That's not Christianity. That's lukewarmness. That's what's being judged. That's what will be handed over to the heathen for the total destruction of the outer court in Mm -hmm. Revelation 11. So the ones that embrace sanctification in these days are the only ones that get salvation. That's what Revelation 11 says. The ones that reject sanctification, but say, I'm saved because I believe in Jesus, they will not inherit salvation. So salvation means light. You're saved by light. You were once in darkness condemned. Now you've been translated into saving light. So if we're being translated by fighting that darkness, we are progressively saved by the increase of shadowless glory. Salvation is called by Messiah light. Now he says, because of my teaching and the transformation of you rejecting the shadow man, the Adamic man, you are a city on a hill, a city of salvation. And he says, but don't let your light be dimmed, don't cover it. He says, let that light of salvation begin to shine. Why? Because it will reveal the shadows. That's the conviction of the current state of the human being. So we have not really come to a place of embracing conviction or allowing our shadows to be revealed. But salvation itself is the revealing of the shadow. The conviction, the inadequacy of the old Adamic man is the beginning of the possibility of salvation. So it is the fragrance of life of those choosing life, but it's condemnation for those that are self-adequate. Those that are self-adequate that don't realize that the old Adamic man was terminated by Calvary, and those clinging to the Adamic man and even putting Christianity and the teachings of the apostles of the Lamb as additions onto their humanity, stand condemned because they are not transformed out of the shadows of the Adamic into Jesus Christ, the Risen One. So that entire process is all about overcoming the valley. The valley is the place where you begin to discern shadow, darkness in you, not in others like hypocrites, but in yourself and in your own brain and mind, not in condemnation, but in participation with the Spirit of salvation, the Holy Ghost, to work on it. He's working on you. He is changing you from one degree of glory. It is written by the study and the focus of the word of God. The any old word? No. Even the scriptures? Well, not necessarily. I tell you, no word will work except the prophetic word. Somebody write that. No word will work. In fact, it's not working unless it's the prophetic word. Prophetic word means living word. I've been on this path for 24 years now. And no word or scripture has helped me except the living word, which is the prophetic word. The people that just studied the scripture and the people that just studied the Bible and memorized the Bible are not helped out of shadows at all. In fact, they get puffed up with pride.
0: Makes the shadows empowered and worse, actually.
1: Yeah, because you think you know. Apart from the spirit mm-hmm. of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus, you'll find Jesus as your enemy if you're mm-hmm. studying the Scripture apart from the spirit of prophecy.
0: And that clue, that uh, keys <laughs> in with that uh, that picture we just looked at. When you're in the shadow or the valley of the shadows, right? You're in the old earth, the old earthen vessel, which is your life, your Christian life, and your secular life. Before putting yourself, like your identity, being in your innermost being, finding Malkut of holiness that's your sanctification job but like Brandon said if you get into just studying the Word of God but you're empowering the shadows with it guess what you're all you're growing in vision and gifts of the spirit and all the using of the things of God for the self shadow nature guess what you grow in the clippeth some people think they're so high in God and they're high in the demonic Sephirot which is the clippeth and so they're they think they're going up they're growing but they're really growing in the tree of death. And so that's something to be cautioned. To make sure you're bearing the fruit of humility. Uh, you're going to be subject to authority. You have peace. Revelation always comes with peace. And that's another important thing because I want you to be cautioned. Don't be like Satan. What? How, how did Satan respond to revelation? He had so much revelation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, can you imagine being in the third heaven? in the throne room, in the midst of the glory, stepping inside of the Father physically. I mean, people would just- You could- That's some people's dream. And some people are like, yeah, I've been to heaven and done it. I'm not talking- You know, watch the pride there, too. Okay, Buckwheat? Like, don't turn into- Don't turn into a stan. You know, of the wrong kind. Don't be like that. I, I wrote this down here for you. I want to find this here for you. Because this- this is how he responded. Yeah. I'll find it for
1: you. The true heavenly vision always increases the lamb's nature. That's what we're called bride of lamb. Bride of lamb means bride of mm-hmm. humility. It's those who embrace the cross. No, Elijah uh, tells us there's no greater wisdom mm-hmm. than the cross. So what happened when you made progress toward the holy mountain through the valley? The cross increased. What are the shadows? All the selfishness of the world of the Adamic nature. All demons and shadows are. They work within self-centeredness, self-focus, and selfishness. If you can embrace the cross, you don't need to spend 40 years through the valley. It's an Mm -hmm. 11-day walk.
0: 11 days.
1: From Egypt design was an 11-day walk from in, Malcute, in the exodus of Moses. From
0: Malkut to the Ain. To the 11th, 11th world.
1: world you know, the 11th world, which, which is the, the, o- the overcoming yep. of the entire curse of the fall.
0: So I want you, because some people are like, well, I experienced oh, most of the charismatic witches that we've ever met, like the worst ones, they'll, they go on about how they've experienced the father. Honestly, it was probably a demon because of the fruit that they're bearing, but even some people will have genuine experiences and then they really fall, they don't walk in God, they go into the clippeth. And And your arch enemy
1: through this valley is the spirit of Jezebel, which is the charismatic witchcraft.
0: Yeah, (laughs) we can talk about that too, but (laughs) listen to this, the mark of Satan's pride in heaven before he fell. So he fell before he fell, on the inside he fell before he fell externally, like as in the fall, I mean, God pushing him out the seventh story window with a bolt of lightning, alright, you're out of here and he couldn't do anything about it. He fell internally before anything manifested the any externally. He was in heaven, in the throne room, in the worship, but he was the tear. He wasn't a wheat, he was a tear. Mm-hmm. And so the mark of Satan's pride in heaven, perfect glory, you know, heaven, before he fell was how he handled revelation. He had revelation from being in heaven, being close to God, even stepping inside the Father during the worship time. But the mark of Satan's pride, even before his fall, is how he handled revelation. So how you handle the pure things of heaven, the perfect things of heaven. You might experience the most perfection of heaven, which is what Satan experienced. He didn't get the good secrets. God tested them with the lower secrets. In the Book of Enoch, he says, I gave you worthless secrets. So if the if secrets that the secret societies are on the earth with right now from the fallen angels considered by god to be worthless and this is what they're doing with it secrets
1: of warfare they called them worthless
0: yeah and exactly it was worthless but the secrets of righteousness were given to enoch and this is the enoch generation that's coming forth out of the perverse generation so what is perverse generation the souls that came through the shekinah there's damage that when there was damage to the shekinah there's damage to the souls that came in so when you're going through the valley of the shadow of death you had a lot to overcome Because there was so much damage done even on the way down uh, into your body, into that piece of flesh when you were uh, conceived in your mother's womb below, there were some things that were going on because of the warfare in the second heavens. You come down through the second heavens uh, through the sephirot. So as we're purifying the sephirot externally, apostolically, by doing the internal work ourselves, and that's what Brandon and I are doing in our calling, is male and female were born in the flesh that we've had to deal with, the bloodlines of genetics of Adam and Eve, and that's how we, we're we different than Jesus. Jesus was conceived of the overshadowing of Mary's womb. So his father was literally, he had the perfect genetics yeah. of his father. Physically. And then he dealt with all the uh, impulses of the flesh because he inherited that from his mother. And so his perfect God, and he got to go through all the temptations that we go through, and he passed all his tests with flying colors he didn't mess up yeah. even once no
1: human father
0: his father was perfect so perfect fathering produces outstanding holiness and righteousness. we have
1: human fathers that's why we yeah. gotta overcome the yeah. valley
0: yeah so exactly so that's why it's a little bit different you know for us than it was exactly for jesus but what he did and he pioneered for us is a greater salvation so we can become like him he's the firstborn of many and so if you understand that even having fallen mother and father in the flesh who is your father? Who's your mother? Now that you're walking a Christian life, only those who do the will of the Father. That's it. And so your whole identity is not in, oh, my family, and blah, blah, blah. It's just, my family is those who do the will of the Father. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean those people aren't loved, they're just not really your family anymore. Why? You have a new family. Wh- who is my mother? Who's my father? Who's my brother? Who's my sister? Mm-hmm. You don't have the soul ties to your old earthly family because it's wickedness that keeps you in those little boxes of they say oh this is who you are and this is who we've known you to be no that was the flesh that was growing and animated and walking around by common grace wrong nature without even the spiritual you know, self growing even having spiritual knowledge so only the people who are born again of the spirit and live and walk in the spirit are your family Yeah, the spirit everybody is else father is now. not really your family
1: those who are led by the spirit are the children of god it is written So is the Spirit of God your Father? What does Father mean? The guiding and direction of the decision-making process in your life. To be of a family, to be of a house, to be of a, a lineage, to be of an ancestry. This is your legacy. So the things that you're doing in those bodies, who are they being fathered by? Let it only be the Holy Ghost. Then you'll have treasures in heaven. So a lot of times we're just fathered by all kinds of other spirits. We don't even know who our father is, which is bastard, fatherless. But the bastards do have fathers because they're demons. And the demons are really those evil spirits that are false fathers. And that's all the witchcraft, the rebellion, Mm -hmm. the disobedience, the man of lawlessness. The man of lawlessness is a wicked father. He's called father of lies. And so there is a fathering of deception There's a fathering of religion, of lies. There's a fathering of rebellion and witchcraft and sorcery is always fathered. And so depending on what's getting fathered in your life, that's really what you're experiencing in your souls right now. So the issue, everyone has that mixture that requires sanctification. We want to make progress. And I have found the greatest progress even in the infancy. Now, in my first year as a Christian, I experienced the glory of God tremendously. So the glory of God is not something, oh, when I'm old and mature, the the glory of God is you're the children of light. You're the infants of light. So we need some of these mindsets torn down that, well, I can't experience the glory in the valley. No, you're born again of the glory in the valley. And the daily bread is your connection to Shekinah glory While you're in the valley, as it's written, your rod and your staff, they come from me where? As you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, Psalms 23. So the rod and the staff is the nutrients of the word of God to feed your heart, your spirit man, the born again nature, while you're dealing with your own sanctification process every single person that no longer continues in sanctification has 100% rejected the prophetic word, you'll find they go to words of convenience, words that allow the old Adamic nature to remain, and the demons have defeated them entirely. And that's what happens to most people get defeated. If we're honest with ourselves, we look around why many people start in the spirit, very few end up in the spirit, which is discipleship, and make it to zion to all that stuff in the valley overcomes them so we need the mountaintop people of the holy ghost to have a shout of triumph from the mountain a shout and a roar from zion into the whole valley which is all the earth and all earthly christians all immature christians and all teenage christians that still have that huge pull of the earthly and the idolatrous and the the immorality that's so consumes in this generation and and reveal to them, oh, there's so much more. Don't waste your days on sin, on lust, on pride, on rebellion, on stubbornness, on seeking your plans for your life. Sacrifice all. Come to the mountain and be holy, and you too will shine in the bright morning star. So we decide how much we allow the morning star to rise in our heart. We don't understand yet that the morning star is the potential possibility of the outpouring of the resurrection through all of your souls. Oftentimes, the demons will so deceive people that they'll look at others that are more successful, just simply means more crucified to self. And we say, I'll never be able to have that, so I'm going to skip the sanctification process and begin attacking them to try to kill and steal like Nimrod. Nimrod means to steal and to kill while pretending to pray. That's the Nimrod nature. That's one of the main temptations as you go through the valley, that hunter nature. That instead of actually dealing with my own heart and my own mind, I'm going to steal from those who have dealt with their hearts and their minds. If you do that, Mm -hmm. you go entirely into the Tower of Nimrod. You go into the fallen angels completely. Oh man, there's
0: never been a dumber time to do that than now because here's the thing. Joseph, when he was younger, his brothers were able to steal his coat his coat of many colors and you know you had the animal blood uh, defilement there but here's the thing when joseph goes through the process which is rising 10 weeks as joseph goes through his process he receives that coat of many colors which is a garment of light and that can actually not be taken by anyone it's not possible why it's not really an external garment yes he was given external garments in Pharaoh's kingdom as he rose, but that garment of light is actually a part of him. That's the potential of this your spirit, your spirit that came down on that cosmic ray of light from God that was the in seed form. Alright, so that in seed form, how, whatever God had created you to be since before time began, that predestination foreordained destiny beyond that's beyond destiny that's beyond the mazal right there's a place that's higher than just destiny actually just walking in destiny and going after destiny is actually a lower elevation and we may touch touch on it in the future some people are still obsessed with destiny and caught up and hung up about that's actually a lower elevation there's something beyond destiny it's beyond the mazal which is when you go into the multiverse which is Your destiny is to be in unity with God. And what that does is it brings forth that mantling of Joseph. I'm using mantle because I know people might understand prophetic language, but it's the second garment given to Joseph that cannot be taken away from him because it's actually who he is. It's who you are. So, like, let's say, like, even if you attack to try and steal, kill, and destroy from someone walking in that or who has that, it's not possible. Because, like, yeah, we talked about, like, the particle that came that was measured from my coming into the earth and the magnitude of power, that power is not available to anybody else. It's not for anyone else. You know, God made a special gift that's just for you. Those are not the lower gifts of the lower elevations that people steal and kill and destroy in, you know, or mantles. I need the mantle and blah, blah, blah. And while everybody's down there bickering about mantles and gifts and trying to steal and kill and destroy from each other, people who have actual wisdom are rising and they get. What Mary asked for, what, Mary, what the Mary company gets is, he said, and it will not be taken from her. That's the word. That's Cos- scripture. Cosmic garments. Yeah. So so when people are really dumb, they'll get jealous and try to steal and kill and destroy and those Nimrod prayers like you're talking about. But here's the thing. All it does will kill you uh, slowly from the inside. There's grace for people to repent, but it's one of those things. If you attack that, you're literally attacking that substance that is made up of God, himself, his DNA that he's put into that spirit being, and it's a unique, it's a unique substance for each person. He created you before time began, and that highest calling and highest path for you, which is your eternal self, who you actually were created as in, as a spirit being inside the Father, who he created you then, for you to step into that, no one can take that away from you, it, it, even, like, for me, even if I had died, and it's not like I die and then a mantle comes down and somebody else gets it. It's not possible. That substance, that measure of power, that cosmic ray, it can't be given to anyone else because it's actually me, myself, my true identity. You can't just be someone else, right? The the potential that you have to walk in your highest, I'm not going to say it's, like, beyond destiny for you to be who you actually are were when god thought of you when he created you out of that you substance are in the father. yeah who you are in him that's something that no one can take from you so i would encourage you don't just go after destiny uh-huh. your mantles go after the that your walk as joseph like you being a part of the joseph company which means it's a walk of forgiveness that's good
1: so you yes. want to ask the holy spirit who am i in the father because when your identity is in the father you'll be confident in the faith That's not pride at all. That's righteousness. That you know who you are in the Father. That's you know who you are in your born-again nature. Mm -hmm. You'll find that that identity crisis, when a person doesn't know who they are, the orphan spirit, the rejection spirit, the evil spirits will come in, and they'll try to skew a person's identity. But when you're confident in who your Father is, that I am fathered by God, and my Mm -hmm. life is hidden with God in Christ, it is written. Then you begin to have confidence, and from that confidence will flow the glory of God, the joy of the Lord, the peace of God, and the promises of God. So uh, all that stuff you deal with in the valley is the rejection of the shadow man. The shadow man is fatherless. The shadow man is a bastard, and a bastard that is condemned to hell and is not redeemable. But there's good news. There's a new nature now that is fully embraced. It's the Christ nature, the Christian nature. And you continue growing in that nature. Our identity is now hidden with God in Christ. So now we have that new life in him, that resurrection life. It's the life of glory. Our personality is in the glory. Our thoughts, wants, cares, and desires are in His glory and for His glory. Now we begin to orbit around Him as our existence is found in Him. And that's that full adoption process. An adoption process sometimes takes months or even years to finalize, even in ancient times. In ancient times, when you were being adopted, like it's written, uh, the spirit of adoption that cries Abba in Romans chapter 8. In Rome, to be adopted, you need seven signatures. And then you had to finalize it in court. It had to be sealed and stamped by the judge. And so it is with God. There is a sealing and a transference of the fathering of the world by demons and the flesh and even natural parents. Jesus went transferred from natural parents, fathering and mothering him to God only. And we see that in the Gospels. So you too are having those signatures of the seven spirits of God transfer your fathering from the realm of the natural to the glory realm. But you have to want to be transferred. You have to want to be adopted. Those that cling to their identity of the natural man will never be adopted. It's by desire and sacrifice in yielding the old that you get the new. Amen. Amen.
0: That's so good. And it's one of those things that, you know, you're dealing with the selfish shadow nature. You'll find that, you know, those kinds of thoughts and feelings that some people tend to have of regret or they think, oh, no, if only I had been faithful Those many years ago, like I wanted to, but I got distracted, then that could have been me." And they look at some, you know, some some people are like this, I know not everyone is like this, but you'd be surprised when people are like that. They might look at Brandon's destiny and what he's walking in, who he is. They might look at my destiny and walking in what I am. And they're like, oh, if only I would have been faithful back then, that could have been me, it was supposed to be me. That's actually not true, that's a demon. Because you could never be us. Even if you had been faithful back then and we messed up or something like that, you could never be us or have that destiny.
1: Different spirit.
0: It's a different spirit, right? (laughs) That substance of the cosmic ray that we came down on can never be anyone else's. It cannot be stolen because it's not you. It's actually the inner person that God created. And how you transfer Mm -hmm. into that is by having your identity in your true self, which is the new creature in Christ. So here's the evidence. If you are in the new creature, you like who you are, and not in a fallen nature, sense of, you know, boastful, egotistical, prideful, I like you know, who I am. But you're content with your destiny, you're content with who you are in Christ, because God made you a very specific way, your eternal being. That's the evidence. When you begin to walk in that, it's the evidence that you've been, to, begin to transfer out of that, I remember we looked at the valley in the middle, that... Spiritual, spirituality, spiritual person that you were or secular person that you were before you found Malkut of holiness. That's why I say when you get up to the moon, put everything else that you've ever done in your whole spiritual life on the chopping block. That's the one thing people have in common who have an easier time rising.
1: Even the word heavenly father is so tainted with religion. So heavenly father really is cosmic father a fresh new under cosmic father that's what heavenly means so it means a father that's literally up in the luminaries that's what the path of lightning is it's the connection uh, between earth and god's throne is the stars and the angels so he's the father of lights in those lights as is written the heavens are my throne so where's his throne heavens there is cosmos which means stars scripture declares the stars are my throne so your father's in the stars the issue is what's that disconnection between you in the valley of earth under the stars which is under god's throne and then connection jesus christ said i'm the connection between you on earth and the father in the cosmos the cosmic father and that's exactly what it is We need to take back these understandings from the enemy and from the new age and from the occultists yeah and really begin to dive a little bit deeper into the Bible to realize how spiritual our God is, and it's also practical. These are literal places, and when you begin to believe the Word, you'll experience it in your hearts. The fog and the different things of the shadow and the deception and the strongholds in the mind become tumbling down. God is going to renew your minds. There is hope for your mind to connect to Shekinah. The more your mind, your brain, that... The greater your brain is connected to the light, the easier your time will be on Earth. All these temptations, guys, and everything you deal with is to disconnect your brain from following the light. Because when you disconnect your brain, everything is dramatic, everything's awful, you're always struggling. Why? Because your mind is not in it, your soul's not in it. Once you submit your brain and your mind, That's when you come into his lordship. And in his lordship, you begin to have peace in your mind. It begins to get a lot easier in the realm of the natural. But when your mind is going back and forth between both kingdoms and you're eating off the tables of Mm -hmm. demons, well, you're choosing to have all those problems in your life. You have to come to a place of maturity and stop connecting your brain to the world. Like it is written, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1. Brothers, I could not speak to you as spiritual men... But as to worldly, even as to infants in Christ, I have fed you with milk and not solid food, for to this day you are not able to endure it, nor are you able to now. So in order to eat solid food, you can't be worldly. You must only be connected to the Malkut of holiness, the kingdom of heaven within you. For if you are still worldly... There is envy and strife divisions among you. So the evidence of being worldly is that strife towards others and being envious or jealous of others in Christ. So you That's are... That's the
0: shadow person manifesting that you yep. need to put to death because it's not your true self. And when you find your true self, you'll like who you are. and You won't be jealous.
1: So a child of God is not at strife against other children of God. That's the shadow. That's, that's a demonic counterfeit of who you really are. You, what you need to do is an act of faith, which is disagree with that temptation. The father of shadows, the father of lies, is tempting you to agree with strife, envy, jealousy of others. You need to stop connecting to Satan. Type that in the comments. Stop, stop connecting, connecting to, to Satan. Satan. Amen. Because that's what it is envy and strife towards other brothers and sisters other christians is the connection to the devil having the shadow man fathered and mothered and that's why a lot of people go around the mountain that's and they never they never go any higher well you don't allow god to father that area and satan is still fathering you sometimes you need to go back down a, a rung or two or even into areas where you thought were fortified and deal with it again as a, bob jones would say you must be born again again and there's a humility that maybe i need to deal with some root stuff did i get corrupted in lower realms where i thought i had already dealt with well depending on how much you've allowed the demon to father or mother you you might have to go take care of business in areas that you thought you've already taken care of business with and that act of humility will be great for you to strengthen your foundations jesus christ says the same thing in revelation you have forgotten your first love which means strengthen your roots Strengthen your connection to Shekinah in the elementary, even infant areas of walking with him. And then when those are rock solid, you can go higher. Cause what what are you gonna do in the higher realms of the tree if your roots are corrupted? There's nothing wrong with going and dealing with your roots. Sometimes a root of bitterness might spring up in you and defile many, a root of jealousy, a root of pride, all these different temptations. They could possibly seize you. You go back and just get rid of the, the seizing. You get rid of the temptation. You get rid of the demonic influence in the lower areas of your tree because you're being engrafted into him and there's grace to deal with that stuff. And you go with your angelic forces. You begin to deal with where are those areas where that demonic influence keeps robbing me of my birthright of Israel and Messiah of Israel in the heavenlies to inherit the stars and to live in the throne of my Father, whose throne is in heaven and whose earth, and the earth is his Mm -hmm. footstool.
0: If you want to inherit stars, serve the morning star, because all stars follow the morning star, the bright morning star. Mm -hmm. He's the headship of all stars and all angelic hosts, and all the sons of God, and every living creature, and even those, you know, and in the council of the Father, those uh, angels, those living creatures, God is the headship of all of those beings. So when you serve Him, you'll just automatically find yourself, and you truly serve Him, and you walk in righteousness. You're obeying His commands, which means you love Him, and so you begin to experience these things. That's when things are added unto you. That's when you walk on the stars, you walk in wisdom. So any wisdom that's not walking in the purity of the stars, the path of the stars, the path of Enoch, the path of righteousness, it's not really pure unless it brings you into cosmic righteousness.
1: Think of the stars as realms of holy angels. Okay? It's called the posts of the angels. The stars are the posts of the angels. Star is synonymous from Genesis to Revelation with angelic post. So, when you're with the angels, you are in the protocol, the actions, the thought life, the word life of those angels. Going from glory to glory is going from angelic post to angelic post. Truth, anyhow, what rules over nature? For they shall rule with him over nature. Revelation 5.10, it is written. What rules over nature? Angels. So in order for you to rule over nature, which is to rule over Mount Isa, to rule over the curse of the fall, the sorcerers in Washington, D.C. that are a dime a dozen, and everyone seems to be completely corrupted by the sorceries of the fallen angels and relationships in secret with all those demons these days, well, how do we destroy all this filth that is really trying to ruin America and our nation and our cities and just bring all this tyranny and, and communism and filth? How do we get rid of it? Well, you have to go up with the angels and it requires behavioral correction. Belief system changes. You will have to have a different identity with your spirit man in those realms to be in those realms because you're tested in every realm. We want to have this idea of revelation. We're not wearing marriage clothes and we're thrown out. Well, listen, that's you have to have the clothing each rung. You have to have the the, the needed identity with Christ and the maturity to stand with the angels in your inner man raised up, rung upon rung, in each elevation of rising. So the character and, and all of those, those attributes, the nature, your thought life, your action life, your word life, changes correspondingly each and every rung of ascension. And so the angels say, well, he's like us, she's like us in these realms. They're the angel-like sons of God. Luke chapter 20 is written. So of course they have merited this rung by their behavior, by their actions, by their words, by their thoughts, by everything that exists in them now. They are now transformed. But if the behavior, the actions, the words are not repented, are not changed to be like the angels, you will quickly be removed from that rung. And you'll go back down to exactly where your behavior deserves. So this is the true understanding of transformation. It's progressively being more and more like the angels, less and less like men and women. And those are the true sons and daughters of God. Amen. Amen.
0: powerful. (laughs) And so how do you know if you're bearing the fruit of the wrongs? You know, there's actually a grace. This is what the Lord showed me. There's a grace in the world of Isaiah that Tiferet is basically like a checkpoint. Ysad is a checkpoint, and then Tiferet is another checkpoint before you go on. Onward and upward, we've talked about the different requirements, so... When you're getting ready for uh, going to Ysad, you'll have the Circumcisions of Malkut. And there's many details, and you can go through the Masterclass for that, but essentially, what are some of the fruits of each of these rungs that should be in your life? You know, you've got uh, the revelation uh, the The revelation of seed, time and harvest when it comes to finances and giving and the river of God. So you have fruit of true humility in Malkut, which means humility. So there's the fruit of true humility and submission to Elijah, which is the spirit of Elijah, the river. So being complete at Malkut is you know how to submit to the river even when you don't feel like you like it even when the shadow person doesn't like it
1: even jesus had you know? to submit to elijah and was baptized by him yep.
0: mm-hmm. so that's the evidence that Malkut is finished that you can fully submit to the spirit of elijah and what did jesus submit to it was the spirit of elijah in another person mm-hmm. someone that he, he submitted himself to john had the spirit of elijah and that was you know as a to fulfill what Righteousness, that's what he said. So it's quite the light bulb's coming on. You see, so you have to bear that fruit, and you'll bear the fruit of all those things that are in the class that you can take the master class. The fruit of Yosad is that's the the guarding of the Brit, the circumcising of the Brit, the guarding of the Brit. You overcome in Jezebel's tower, which means what? Jezebel's tower. I want you to understand this. When you understand the tetragrammaton y h v h what is that final h that final hay in hebrew it's the hay which is you know in english we have h for that sound so that final hay of the tetragrammaton is shekinah that's the glory that's shekinah the daughter of seven so the uh, shekinah final hay the true shekinah is going to return to the earth so the holy spirit is poured out You know, we get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, born again. When you grow in the nature of Christ, you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which means there's the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. And it's available in the earth. But what do we find most people serve and they call the Holy Spirit? There's a false daughter of seven, which is, uh, you can say Jezebel. At moon level, you call it, you know, Lilith, the serpent rider. He rides on that serpent. So... What most people think is Shekinah, is the shadow of Shekinah. The shadow of Shekinah, which is the Order of the Black Moon. The shadow of Shekinah is uh, the Jezebel spirit, which is a sevenfold spirit of the sevenfold abominations of Satan. uh, The false daughter of false wisdom, impure wisdom from above, right? Impure Hakma above is what empowers. So the daughter, basically the daughter of Molech uh, in the earth is Jezebel. And that's where she gets her power from the demonic clippeth, which, they imitate the order and the structure of righteousness. So it looks similar, looks the same. So a lot of houses of God, they're like, Shekinah, Shekinah, go for the glory, the glory. It's just stolen light, but they actually, the Holy Spirit they're worshipping, or the Shekinah, the glory that they're going after, is actually the spirit of Jezebel herself. And so, she has the appearance, she's sevenfold. She has a rainbow glory but it's all stolen, clipped, clippeth light. And so when people are inviting that spirit or they're worshiping, like you saw them waving their hands and there was the chains, the glory that they were experiencing and worshiping was actually the false daughter of seven. And so, but here's the thing, when true Shekinah comes around, that's why Jezebel has always hated me so much. I remember Brandon saying, he's like, never in my life, because he's been on the forefront, front lines against Jezebel's spirit for years, like over, well over a decade. And when I came around and started walking in some of these things, he was like, wow, I've never seen Jezebel hate any woman more than that. Yeah. Why? It has to do with the destiny of being daughter of seven, you know, below to manifest it in the earth. Why? To bring back the true Shekinah. Mm-hmm. And what, is, what did the sages teach in the oral tradition of Moses? Whenever that false uh, Shekinah, the shadow, the, the evil woman, the foolish woman, the spirit of folly comes, even gets a whiff of Shekinah. It kills her. So she flees. She can't be around it. And, you know, it's really interesting because in their parables, the true daughter of Seven drinks the bitter waters and takes that judgment upon herself and is decreed to be holy and righteous. And what it does is that brings judgment upon, uh, the false daughter. So anytime she gets even a whiff of Shekinah, it's like obliteration
1: the simplicity of dealing with all of these complex spiritual matters is the true daughter of seven has a huge cross huge cross very little selfishness all about serving her master jesus christ her husband king every single jezebelic christian is selfish no cross, offended by the cross, or the idea of terminating the self-nature. They're
0: filled with the false Holy Spirit. (laughs) And it's the daughter of seven of Jezebel. The cross
1: really is your safety in maturing in all the prophetic. Yep.
0: So understand that a lot of people that call themselves Christians, they have gifts of the Spirit. It looks like the Rainbow Spirit, the seven spirits of God. It's the sevenfold spirits of the abomination of Jezebel, which is their final enemy in the valley. And what's the final enemy in the valley? You overcome Jezebel. The false Holy Spirit, the false final hey, the Shekinah, glory. Oh, we're going for the glory. We're going after the glory. Whose glory? Like, what spirit is that? Really test that yeah, spirit. Yeah, those
1: demons give you a false destiny in the self-nature. Mm-hmm. And the cross comes yeah. and obliterates that. And if you're like, well, I don't have a destiny anymore, I need to steal. No, your identity is still in the demon, right. in Jezebel, and Lilith. So now you need your identity in Christ that nothing's been removed except the enemy from your lives trust in god Mm -hmm. i know the plans that i have for you declares the lord for good for hope and a future it is written
0: amen so (laughs) i like exposing that because what in the days of enosh when the glory departed that's the shekinah when the shekinah the final hay of the tetragrammaton departed it was because of idolatry and immorality and in jezebel's camp what do you see idolatry and immorality and those two serpents are actually one serpent and people who are, you know, masters of that, those both serpents are the ones who walk in, uh, you know, the Balaam, Red Magic, and things like that. So those three are actually, it's a demonic trinity. It's all demon-possessed, you know, it's all demons. But when you walk in the true glory, like Brandon said, it's the cross. Hmm. So the return of the Shekinah is when we obliterate the idolatry and the immorality out of our own hearts. The circumcision... And so the enoch generation these are the ones who are going to have basically be the reason for the return of the glory we've already seen it starting to return since people started pursuing righteousness right yeah the return of the fear uh, in measurements the fear of the lord because it's the beginning of wisdom what is wisdom lower wisdom is shekinah which corresponds to the father higher wisdom hakma spirit of hakma right seven spirits of god and that daughter of seven, so you have the seven spirits of God, the daughter of seven has a measurement of all the light and the glory that the seven upper sephirah of God, the tetragrammaton, they pour into that final hay. So she has, she receives light and nourishment from all of them. So if you need light and nourishment in your life, uh, the abundance, the shifa, right, the abundance, the provision, you need provision in your life, that all comes through Shekinah. But if you have the wrong Shekinah, if it's Jezebel, uh, shadow of Shekinah, then it's just, it reduces you to a loaf of bread, which means it's poverty. And so, uh, how is Shekinah, you know, That's really
1: true of every single believer right now, and I don't think a lot of them have really come to grips with how much bondage they have Mm -hmm. to these principalities of the valley. And the first step is acknowledging you have a problem, and then realizing there is a solution. As long as you will hear the teaching and obey it, you can come out of any bondage that you're currently in. But if they're going to continue disobeying, there's nothing we can do for you until you start to obey the message. Not just hearers of the word, doers of the word, which means you have to agree to come out of that thing that you've had your identity in and you thought was destiny, you thought was Christianity. So much of it, guys, I tell you, in the church of the earth, those seven churches of Asia Minor, which are now the seven churches of all the earth, much of what you thought was good sound doctrine Christianity was literally submitted to principalities i've seen entire denominations of pentecostalism submitting to principalities in fact all of them do the only place you'll find a principality free zone of any church in all christianity is the church of the firstborn in heaven the church of heavenly jerusalem which is in the lamb's glory which is a real citizenship in heaven. Absolutely real. And you only can go there through ascension, but it requires dealing with the valley in your own hearts and minds. And those that will deal with it, embrace sanctification, get rid of these other pretending gods, these other fake Christian gods out of their heads and minds. They will make tremendous progress and they will find Mount Zion. And Zion will rise in their heart. And as Zion rises in their heart, you'll be lifted up over those mountains of Esau. And the higher you rise, by the bigger the cross gets on the inside and through your brain, the clearer the vision. And you'll be able to speak on it. You'll begin to teach. you begin to write about it. And it'll be from the realm of the overcomers in heavenly Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. That's so good. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Jesus, for a, a remnant of overcomers. You need to believe you can overcome. All things are possible for those who believe. Listen, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit, forgive my sins, Holy Spirit. Forgive me for serving other gods and just get real with the Holy Ghost and begin to make progress through that valley. You will still have to deal with all your stuff. You won't skip a single stone in your heart, or a stone in your mind. God's not like that. He is so thorough, beyond anything you can imagine. The issue is now you and the Holy Ghost are cooperating mm-hmm. together. You're the children of God when you're led by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit <coughs> of God deals with what? Sin, righteousness, judgment. Jesus Christ. Red letters. If you and the Holy Ghost are not dealing with sin, you don't have the real Holy Ghost. And you're just like, oh, he just cuddles me and he's my Abba Father and he, he never, never never corrects me, changes me. Your your Jesus is Satan. So you just need the real Holy Ghost and begin to deal with your real life problems and issues and get them cleared up on the inside. You begin to make Mm -hmm. progress from the valley, circumcisions Mm -hmm. of the valley, overcoming those four rungs of Malkut, mineral level, finances, plant level, emotions, uh, animal level, human being level, and all those Mm -hmm. levels of the earth and its dust and you and the Holy Ghost and the words of the apostles (laughs) together is more than enough for all of you to conquer and overcome all of it and to rise on Zion, to find Enoch's door, begin to rise on the path of lightnings, and live in the heavens as victorious overcomers during these times.
0: Amen. I want to share a short revelation. This is a nice gift. And also, I believe, as we release this, this may be also a decree. I can see more light coming through here. We'll just go ahead and release that today, that'll be fun. And for those of you who enjoy studying uh, these things, I think you'll enjoy it as well. So the oral tradition, we're talking about the eighth letter of the Aleph-Bet, which represents Bina, and that is part of the ascension, as you know. So Bina is the supernal eighth. Right, the Chet Bina. The eighth letter of the Aleph-Bet represents Bina, so the Chet. So it's eighth, if you're Ascending, counting from the ascension from Malkut, that's the eighth. I know we talk about it being, you know, the seventh interior mansion, and things like that. But just understand these things. You'll begin to understand by the spirit. The reason why things are the way they are in the oral tradition is also their secrets of righteousness.
1: Bina means understanding in Hebrew, and it corresponds to the planetary system of Saturn. New Saturn, where righteousness dwells.
0: Amen. So Bina is the supernal eighth into the Ein world to come, which is the third heaven. And so there's things here about uh, the, the eighth star, uh, the mystery of eight. And as I was describing these things, because uh, it's, it's the crowning, the eighth is always the crowning of the seventh. Uh, but the Bible at that moment playing in the background, it said, you will win the conqueror's crown of glory. Mm. And so that's the 8th, Eight, that 8th that crowns the 7th. That's the conqueror's crown of glory, which is really exciting.
1: On it said, many crowns, conquered rungs.
0: Amen. And so, there is that. <laughs> so, then the oral tradition that teaches that the letter Chet, the 8th letter of the Alephbet, represents Bina, 8th in the general hierarchy of the Sephirot ascending from Malkut. So, as opposed to the le- lower 7 Sephiroth, which correspond to this world with its seven-day week. I'm gonna say that again. Let- tune it in with your spirit so you can catch it. At least you'll catch it in the spirit. You can review it and understand it later, too. But as opposed to the seven lower Sephiroth, which correspond to this world, with its seven-day week, a world where death has dominion. This is the oral tradition of Moses. That's the world where death has dominion. The High Supernal Week, and this is in my language. I'm calling it High Supernal Week because we talked about the individual sephra of the worlds. Then there's the big picture. There's a bigger picture than the big picture, and for that purpose, I'm calling. We're calling it. I named it something, uh, and the Holy Spirit said, hey, "Just put high supernal, and that'll be ac- that'll be good, and that'll be accurate." So, Holy Spirit, thank you. The high supernal week of the lower seven worlds, which is actually ten weeks. So that's the four of Isaiah through Absolute, plus Adam Kadmon plus the ninth world and the tenth world. So in the seven day week where death has dominion, this is the seven worlds. I'll say it again for you, don't worry. So in the seven day week where death has dominion, according to the oral tradition of Moses, recorded by the sages, that is the seven worlds of the second heavens, which are Isaiah. so one, Asiah, two, Yetzirah. 3. Berea. 4. Absolute. 5. Adam Kadmon. 6. The 9th world, where you have the red rose soul. 7. The 10th world, or the 10th week pink rose. So these are the seven days of the supernal week where death has dominion. Beyond that, into the Ain, the 11th week is the realm where an Enoch stated, sin is mentioned no more. This is also the spiritual level of the third heaven. And so some people you may have wondered like how does it seven world ten weeks what about second heavens third heavens you know this is the design of thing mm-hmm. of how things work mm-hmm. so ten weeks of the second heaven so that all the ten weeks are within the second heaven that's why even if you get to the heights it's very humbling because you realize even in the heights of the tenth heaven or the tenth world tenth week you're still not even at the baseline of the third heaven where the saints and the believers are in christ in his perfection
1: yeah that's really clear so,
0: ten weeks of the second heaven, which are seven worlds. That's why you humble yourselves when the cloud of witnesses comes around. You must be be humble. Don't be... I went up... Yes. You may have accomplished much more than they did spiritually in your heights, but they're still in a higher elevation than you And are technically. You know, they're your elders. They're there to help you at that point, even if you'll be their eternal leadership for all of eternity. right? So you're under them. You're lower than them for a time. It's like you're lower than the angels for a time, and you're lower than... Uh, the angel-like sons of God in heaven for a time, as you learn from them, if you keep going, you know, you become the leadership in eternity. And so that that will continue to be leadership for eternity, of eternities. That's how God has it designed. Ten weeks of the... Don't quit your day job when you're working for the Lord, because our Father is always working. Amen? So, we keep repenting. Ten weeks of the second heaven, which are seven worlds, which we just read out loud, Or the seven-day week in which death has dominion. The sons of God rising into and through these worlds by cosmic righteousness. Through sapphire stone circumcision take dominion. As they rise and remove death from themselves and from the heavens. Eventually this will culminate in the removal of death from the earth. And usher in the time of the new heavens and the new earth. And that's when the old is going to be rolled up and thrown away. And so get rid of the old life, the old nature, because it's going to be done away with anyway. The old earth is already passing away. The old heavens is already passing away. So get into the new life in Christ so you can start walking in your eternal self, your true self, which is who God created you to be, which is to love Him.
1: Amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed viewers of RLM TV, thank you for joining us in this sacred space where we come together to explore the profound teachings of the Bible. Today I stand before you to extend a heartfelt invitation to support RLM TV, a platform that endeavors to bring the timeless wisdom of the Scriptures into the homes and hearts of believers around the world. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 7, we are reminded that wisdom is the principal thing. And with all our getting, we should get understanding. RLMTV is dedicated to providing that understanding to unravel the layers of divine knowledge embedded in the Holy Scriptures. Your support is crucial in allowing us to continue this noble mission. As we embark on this journey, let us draw inspiration from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, where Jesus instructs His disciples to go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. RLM aspires to fulfill this divine commission by reaching out to souls across the globe, illuminating their lives with the light of God's Word. Your generous contributions play a pivotal role in sustaining this beacon of enlightenment. The Gospel of Luke chapter 6, verse 38 encourages us with the promise that when we give, it will be given to us in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. By supporting RLM TV, you are sowing seeds of spiritual abundance, not only for yourselves, but for countless others who will reap the harvest of God's grace through this ministry. In the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 10, we are challenged to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in God's house. RLM TV is that spiritual storehouse where the sustenance of God's Word is shared abundantly. Your financial contributions ensure that the storehouse remains full, allowing us to continue feeding the hungry souls seeking nourishment for their faith. In conclusion, let us heed the words of Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, which assures us that our God will supply every need of ours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. As you consider contributing to RLM TV, know that you are partaking in a divine partnership to spread the richness of God's glory through the medium of internet and television. Thank you for your attention, and may your hearts be moved to support RLM TV as we journey together in the pursuit of spiritual enlightenment and understanding. God bless you abundantly. Amen.